0: Hello listeners, Matt and Claire here with episode 5 of The Cookie Cult. Hi. Hello. (laughs) Claire's nervous. I am nervous. I always get nervous starting out the episodes and then once I get to talking I adjust and I'm comfortable. You're
1: already comfortable.
0: Yeah, but I I always get, I'm like, how do I, I don't want to come in with a big loud like, hello, welcome. I always, that's what I'm (laughs) worried.
1: You did it there. I did do it there. That's
0: (laughs) what I'm worried about. Yeah. Don't want to blow out the ears of our listeners.
1: Well, I don't know if you succeeded there or
0: not. Yeah. (laughs) I
1: think you might have done it.
0: But that's what I worry about. I'm like, I worry I'm going to start it awkwardly.
1: Yeah. Well, I would argue this is a little awkward.
0: (laughs) Because you brought it up.
1: (laughs) You know, I lean into it.
0: Yeah, lean into the awkward.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So our listeners might be wondering, uh, what are we reviewing for episode five?
1: They might be wondering, or they've already seen the name of the (laughs) title of the episode.
0: That's right. I forgot we put the name of the cookie in the title. Okay, okay. Well, uh, it's the Pepperidge Farm Milano Cookie in a dark chocolate sea salt variety.
1: Wow. This is exciting.
0: Yeah, I think it sounds delicious. I've had them before, it's been a little while.
1: I think I've had this flavor before. I've definitely had some Pepperidge Farm Milanos.
0: Yes, Milano. Uh, definitely a big line for the Pepperidge Farm cookies, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, 15 distinctive cookies in this package.
1: Wow. And they are distinct. You'll be able to tell what's a full cookie and what's not.
0: Yes, yeah. <laughs> Individual cookies. They
1: are distinct.
0: <laughs> so, all right, let's get right to it. Um, the origins of the Milano cookie. So, it was the year 1937. A lovely Irish woman named Margaret Rudkin, I'm gonna guess is how you pronounce it. Yeah. Uh founded Pepperidge Farm while she was living in Fairfield, Connecticut. It started off, she was I think I read something about how her son had some like food allergies, and so she started baking bread for him that had like better ingredients and stuff okay. like that. Better and,
1: ingredients. Yeah. Better pizza.
0: Milano cookies.
1: Milano cookies.
0: <laughs> Easy on the slogan there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I gotta. I don't want to get sued.
0: Yeah, especially by, the by Papa.
1: a by a dumbass motherfucker like Papa
0: John. <laughs> is he? Done? I don't know anything about him.
1: We just had Papa John's last weekend. It was it was pretty good. Better than I remember.
0: Yeah, it's probably not my favorite. Yeah, but I think pizza. the guy
1: is an idiot.
0: Is that as Peyton Manning? Did he do? He go- is.
1: Peyton is not an idiot. Okay, but, but that owns, is the
0: pizza place. Yeah, Peyton yes, known okay. several of. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was Papa John. Shout out Peyton Manning. Yeah, he's Uh, a local. Come on our pod.
1: Don't shout out Papa John.
0: Not, not to John, but to Peyton. But Peyton. Papa Peyton. We love you. Yeah.
1: I hate to insult your business here, but come on the pod.
0: Come on the pod. Grow your business. Uh, And I would even okay. I know we've only had five episodes, but let's say Peyton wanted to repeat one of our five episodes. Oh,
1: we'd give Peyton.
0: (laughs) I would do it. Repeat treatment. Yeah. Yeah, I like that.
1: The repeatment.
0: I would do it for him, oh, 100%. Oh, yeah,
1: I'd do so, it for much less than, than Peyton.
0: <laughs> Me too, for yeah. sure. If episode six is Oreo, it was Double Stuff Oreos again already, yeah. it's because we got a big name. Somebody
1: we saw last weekend in Rapid City said that they wanted to do Oreos, and we were like, we'll do it again.
0: Well, we could do the original ones. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, and eventually we might repeat, you know.
1: I think because we want to have... Here's what we've gotten through our first few episodes here. We've noticed that when we talk to our friends um, about this podcast, a lot of them are like, "Oh, you should review this cookie."
0: Mm-hmm. Whether
1: it's something that we will have reviewed yet or not, mm-hmm. I think having that guest on, letting them choose the True. cookie, unless mm-hmm. we just did it, yeah, um, that would be a cool idea. I yeah. don't think it's a big deal when it's a repeat. No, we'll and they're space gonna have. Them
0: out. We'll space them out, and they'll have different opinions than we did.
1: Yeah, and for sure.
0: Yeah, I think it would be fine.
1: Anyway, Connecticut lady.
0: Okay, Connecticut lady, Fairfield, Connecticut. Um, started with breads and baked goods and then eventually branched into cookies. Um, and she started Pepperidge Farm in her garage on... Not um, on a farm? N- well, in her garage on a farm oh, called wow. Pepperidge Farm. Oh. Yeah. And apparently Pepperidge is um, a type of ancient tree. I'll buy it. Yeah. And so the, this tree, the Pepperidge tree, used to grow on Pepperidge Farm. And that's okay. why it was named Pepperidge Farm. Apt. Apt. Yeah. yeah. Very Apt. Um, she didn't get creative at all with the name, but no. I like it. It sounds homey. I,
1: I like the name too. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I'm noticing here on the package, there's like this little barn housey kind of thing. Yep. I have no idea if that's Margaret's house or not.
1: I bet it is. But based on that, at least on the story. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And maybe that's a pepperidge tree behind them. It better be. Yeah. That you would know? be. Yeah. Not very realistic. I if know. it was some pine tree.
1: Yeah. Oh, we put a fir.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, whatever. It's not fur a farm. Get over yourself, Margaret.
0: Margaret Redkin. So that's how the early beginnings of Pepperidge Farms started out. And eventually, Margaret decided um, she wanted to go on a European tasting trip on the Queen Mary, which is a boat. Uh looking for cookies that were delicate in flavor and texture.
1: Okay. Another little tangent. I know we're doing these a little early, but the Queen Mary's the one with the haunted pool.
0: We just heard about that today.
1: We just heard about it today.
0: Okay, and so I was thinking about that today before the pod, actually.
1: The first class pool is the haunted
0: one. Yes. I wonder <laughs> what happened there. Murder. A scandalous no murder doubt. with an affair no for doubt. sure. Oh, yes. Yeah. Drunken yeah. affair, murder. Yeah,
1: or a creepy kid.
0: Mm. Yeah, either one.
1: Yeah. I like which the- kid.
0: Creepy rich kid. Creepy rich kid. Yeah. Yep. Loved his mom a little too much.
1: Ooh, yikes. Yeah. <laughs> Story oldest time.
0: <laughs> um. So, but I also am like, there's probably more than one Queen Mary in the world.
1: <laughs> probably. The so, one you went on was in California. Yep. The one that this lady went on, if it's a European probably. thing, I'm guessing... Was out of the East Coast. That's what somewhere.
0: I was, and she lives in Connecticut. Connecticut or New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah. So
1: Massachusetts, whatever. Mm-hmm. You guys know the East Coast.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so there's probably, probably more. more. Than one Queen Mary. I
0: don't know which one has this haunted swimming pool. They didn't.
1: East say Coast, one.
0: West Coast. Not sure. Yeah. There's there's coastal Queen Marys. Sorry,
1: listeners. Uh, shout out Paul. We did not do the research before this because this is just a. It's a little offshoot of what we're actually talking yeah, about. yeah you
0: can't research everything that comes up in conversation we don't
1: research our random
0: thoughts no also paul has gotten one too many shout outs on this podcast i think the past three episodes we've shouted yeah. him out
1: <laughs> all right no more shout outs. <laughs> for like the paul.
0: next three episodes yeah. paul all right so that's how the milano cookie came about uh it was from margaret's european tasting trip so milano italy yeah. milan milan yeah, yeah. Um, and that's how they came about. Nice. So, and if you think about it, there are other Pepperidge Farm cookies that also have European names mm. to them. Yeah. I'm yeah. blanking on those <laughs> names right now, but there are many others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and so the Milano cookie actually be- began and what as what was called the Naples cookie. Oh. And so Naples, Italy, Florida, yeah. right?
1: Italy. Italy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's, it's like I-
0: Maybe she not. went <laughs> went west to Florida. I have bad news for Margaret. South to Florida. I have
1: bad news for Margaret. She didn't go to Europe.
0: <laughs> she just went to Florida. Yeah. <laughs> maybe back in 1937, Epcot existed, and she went to the Italian part of Epcot.
1: Yeah, maybe. I love Epcot. <laughs> yeah.
0: I wonder if they have European cookies there. I've never been. Who knows? So, um, what started as the Naples cookie eventually got a spinoff which became the Milano, uh, when Pepperidge... Well, actually, it's hotly debated how the Mm -hmm. Naples cookie turned into the Milano cookie. Wow. And there's two pretty widely accepted theories. I don't know which one is right, and I don't feel like I have the authority to say which one is right. We
1: haven't heard enough of the facts.
0: Yeah, so let me tell you the two theories, and then we can speculate heavily. Yeah. Okay, so theory one. Some say problems arose when Pepperidge Farms expanded to the south and... The Naples cookie was an open-faced, so the same kind of, like, oval yeah. cookie with just a, to- a chocolate coating on top. Okay. And so when they expanded to the south, the chocolate coating, it's, re- it's reported that it melted in people's hands and made a big mess. And so people okay. weren't, like, big fans of that. Yep. And so Pepperidge Farm went ahead and put another cookie on top of that chocolate. The
1: chocolate was the-
0: Yeah, but it's, like, not as messy if it's covered up with another cookie. I guess. So yeah. that's theory one.
1: Okay. And why would that mean there had to be a change in the name?
0: Because it's... Because
1: it's different from an open-faced mm-hmm, cookie. hmm Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. So it's which, a
1: completely different cookie is what they're arguing.
0: Yeah, that's okay. what they're arguing. Okay. And I will let you, let you all know that there's now what are called Milano Slices, which is right back to that Naples cookie where it's just a bottom part of the cookie and then like a chocolate layer on top. Why not
1: throw it back and call it a Naples?
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't think anyone other than people who are well-versed in the cookie world would know that the Naples used to be no. a cookie. No. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, theory one, got a little melty in people's hands, and they didn't like the mess. Theory two, others speculate, again, when they expanded to the south, that the um, Milano cookie almost created itself because they'd get a little bit hot in transit, and they'd stick together. Like that and like create that their own little cookie more. sandwich.
1: I like that theory more. Yeah. Personally. The I like that theory more. I have no idea based on what I've been presenting <laughs> what's true, because they're both pretty simple.
0: Pretty simple. <laughs> Not a ton of supporting facts. Right. Um, I think we can we can say that for sure it had something to do with the heat.
1: What did Margaret Margaret Redkin have to say about it?
0: Oh, Margaret Redkin didn't comment on the story. Jesus. Yeah, I know. I know. I was looking for a source, but She's long gone, probably. 1937?
1: Yeah. And probably. And she, she wasn't born in 37. No, that's she, when she
0: started. She was a mom and yeah. who started her business in yeah. 1937. So, will we ever know the truth in that story? Not sure. Maybe I can't not. promise our listeners something that I don't know will happen.
1: That's admirable.
0: Thank you. Yeah. I am an honest podcast host. You are. Yeah. So, that's a little bit of history on the origins of mm-hmm. the Milano cookie. Mm-hmm. Um. Have you been wondering what's going on in the news with them? No. What?
1: <laughs> I don't anticipate a lot.
0: Well, actually, two what? pretty big stories. Really? Yes. I'm going to take you back four months ago to February. Okay. <laughs> okay? Good. I see you peeping at my eye, oh, yeah, my I outline. Name. I
1: saw one name. That
0: don't I, that peep, because like that's cheating. Okay. I'm going to guess which name it was that you liked. The second one. Oh. Mm-mm. I haven't gotten that's... further. Than okay. That.
1: I'm a very slow reader. <laughs>
0: And the computer's far away. Yeah. So, back in February, the Pepperidge Farm partnered with um, this bakery out in New York City. I think it was called Katie's Cakes. I like it. And so, I'm going to recognize them because they are on Instagram. I feel like they deserve a shout out. Shout
1: out out Katie's Cakes.
0: Yep, she does some cake decorating. Katie and the cake business. We're getting
1: married, Katie. Um, Maybe a free... Wedding cake Open. for this shout out that's going to get you a lot of business. It's going
0: to get you a lot of business. We have a heavy following out in New York.
1: 34 people listened to our first episode, and that was
0: episode At one. the time
1: of recording. Yeah. So, Give
0: most likely
1: more people have listened by now.
0: We have, and we have basically a whole year till, till our wedding to really grow mm-hmm. the following. And
1: guess what, Katie? Some of those people might travel to New York sometime
0: and come to your bakery. Yes, also, exactly. here's an idea. My brother lives in New York. He could take the cake from you, bring it on the plane with him to save you shipping costs. I wouldn't trust I wouldn't trust anyone with a cake on a True. plane. Yeah. Not snakes on a plane, cakes on a plane.
1: Uh, I was just going to do my uh, impression of Samuel L. Jackson. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> There's a motherfucking cake. <laughs> On a plane.
0: On the motherfucking plane.
1: Yeah. So I've never seen the movie. Um, but I know that's... And I might have even gotten that a little wrong. Because he might have said... I think he says he the mf Well, he does. But I think he might have said plural, like snakes. So I should have oh. said cakes on the motherfucking plane.
0: Well, in this story, my brother would only be transporting one cake for us. Yeah. Maybe a backup cake if he was concerned about ruining...
1: He'd ruin both.
0: <laughs> wow. Throwing shades at my brother and his ability to fly with cakes. <laughs> no,
1: I'm just kidding. I just... If I were anybody, I wouldn't... I wouldn't want... Like you. I wouldn't want anybody flying with a cake. Like, that's a mm-hmm. delicate cake.
0: I mean, the, these it cookies the, melted if it, if in if transit. It, yeah.
1: If it just gets on the side of the box, it's going to smear. So, like...
0: That's true. I flew with a cupcake one time and the frosting got ruined. <laughs> it melted.
1: Yeah. It yeah. turned
0: into, like, butter. It's... Humble beginnings mm. as butter, like, turned back into butter.
1: Ah, oh, frosting. So,
0: okay, back to the cake decorator in New York. <laughs> so, she partnered with Pepperidge Farm um, and the Academy Awards, or not the Academy Awards, but Pepperidge Farm and her, took Milano cookies and she recreated dresses Whoa. from the Academy Awards onto these cookies. That's so, cool. she, like, frosted the little oval yeah. cookies and they're very detailed. They're on um, the Milano Instagram if anyone wants to go check them out. They're really detailed. There's like shimmer and lace and ruffles and cool. she did a great job. I will job. check it out. Yeah. Because
1: as our listeners know, I don't look at the outline before this. I'm just riffing here.
0: Yeah. I like to keep it as a surprise. I want yeah. to get those honest reactions. Call me
1: Margaret Rifkin. <laughs> I'm just riffing. <laughs>
0: And As he's good he's good at it. Well, it wasn't that far of a stretch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the dresses that she recreated on the cookies yes. were pretty big name actresses. Um Laura Dern
1: Big Little Lies.
0: Big Little Lies. Yeah. Boom. Janelle Monáe
1: Music. Mute, not an Moonlight. actress.
0: Oh, oh, she was in Moonlight. Yeah, Moonlight
1: oh. she was in that uh oh, what was that movie that we started watching and we got like 20 minutes in because you were tired. Mm, happens that all the time. Happens a lot. Um, about the three black women who were... Oh, uh, they were at ...mathematicians or scientists for NASA, for NASA, yeah. Shoot. I forget the name.
0: I literally just... They just named, renamed one of their buildings yeah, after and her... And it's
1: supposed to be a really good movie, after the so actual we, should, mathematician. we should finish it.
0: Yeah. Um, that
1: was over Ah year. Oh,
0: man. I was, that's going to It's me. okay. It's okay. But, okay, so Janelle Monet, Julia Butters, I'm not familiar with her. No idea. <laughs> okay. Uh, Billy Porter...
1: Okay. Yep. yep. And
0: Sarah Ronan. Or should I say Sarah Ronan?
1: Saoirse Ronan.
0: Sarah Ronan. I
1: like all of them. Except, yeah. I mean, Butters, that sounds like she should be baking these cookies. Yeah. No real. offense.
0: No offense, but...
1: I'm sure she's a very talented
0: actress. Yeah. Or musician. Academy Awards.
1: Yeah. Actress. Yes. Actress. Yes. yes. Well, but there's... You know, at the Academy Awards, there's awards for original music, for score. Oh, good so point. there's some musicians there, too. They're not always all actors. Yeah. There's other okay. people good. in the audience as
0: well. True. Yeah. So that was one story back in February. Now, fast forward a little bit. Whoa. To May Whoa.
1: 25th. Middle of COVID.
0: Middle of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not the peak, but... Back when
1: things were looking like they were going to get better. Right. Now, here we are
0: basically a month later
1: back to like record numbers because yeah some people anyway
0: some people anyway not political
1: not a political (laughs) podcast wear a fucking mask
0: (laughs) you can shove cookies in your mask to make it more pleasant Mm. (laughs) like a snack pack attached to your mouth just lick them yeah like that melty chocolate um so fast forward may 25th is national wine day Wow. Didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, mark that on your calendar for next year. Yeah. And Pepperidge Farm Milano Cookies partnered with Knocking Point Wines, which not familiar familiar with that wine brand, um, but they created a happy hour box that featured five wines, and then that came with recommended Milano cookie pairings for wow. each of those wines. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So it sounds like a pretty good idea to me. Big news. Big news. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing dramatic happening in the world of cookies really. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of dramatic things happening in the world. Yeah,
0: it just doesn't have to do with cookies. Yeah. 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 Which
1: thank God. <laughs> I know. And we just keep cookies sacred people. Yeah,
0: don't ruin the innocence of yeah, them. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm actually I'm happy and pleased to report that there's nothing dramatic in the world. I'm trying to bring happy news yeah. about cookies. That's
1: why we never bring up politics.
0: Yeah. <laughs> We're spreading joy only. Yeah. So here I wrote down what the um, wine flavors were and then the recommended pairings with them. Yeah. So I'll go through those really quick. So first of all,
1: this is for if you have any in your pantry right now
0: and, and wine. you going to have
1: this wine with you. This is for you listeners. If
0: you had both the cookie and its complimentary wine, that That'd be would great. be ideal. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. So, okay. Double dark chocolate Milano cookie with a full bodied red. Okay. Um, orange Milano cookies with a white blend.
1: Orange doesn't sound good.
0: But it's that chocolate orange flavor okay. that we've talked about before.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm yeah. not a huge fan. There's definitely people out there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yeah,
0: that that appreciate that. Um, and I was, mm, I guess not so surprised, I guess, that they par- that they paired it with a white. But, like, typically I think chocolate goes with reds. Yeah. But I guess they're really focusing on that orange flavor. For sure. For, to pull out, to mix with the white blend. For sure. So then we've got our raspberry, raspberry Milano cookie. And they recommend partnering that with a crisp white or sparkling wine. I could see that. Yeah. Raspberries and white yeah. wine. That sounds pretty good. You drop Fruity.
1: raspberries in your wine Ooh, sometimes. or champagne. In your champagne more. Yeah. Yeah. That's- if you
0: want to. <laughs> no one's stopping you from putting it in your wine.
1: It's free country. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, then we've got milk chocolate with a light-bodied red or rosé. Makes sense. That's probably, I think, if anyone was going to have the ingredients already in their pantry at home, I think it'd be that pairing. Probably. A light-bodied red or rosé with milk chocolate Milanos. Yeah,
1: especially white girls.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 that rosé. Everyone's got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then last but not least, I have our pairing for tonight. Wow. So we're tasting dark chocolate sea salt Milano's. Yes. And later on in our tasting session, we'll be pairing that with a medium-bodied red. So they've recommended Pinot Noirs. Done. Which that is Matt and I's favorite wine. So we just went ahead and bought ourselves a bottle. Done. Done. We have a favorite Oregon Pinot Noir. We do. We buy it often. And now we get to pair it with cookies. Yay. So not only do we get to eat a bunch of cookies, but we also get to drink wine. Yes. So it's a great night ahead of us.
1: I'll, I'll I'll tell it now.
0: Go ahead.
1: The wine, the Pinot that we like from Oregon is Eloana.
0: Oh, is that how you pronounce it?
1: I f- don't know. But okay. Yes. <laughs> Eloana. And the way we discovered this was our Ooh. very first trip to Laguna Beach. We went to California. California. You all know. In case they didn't, I don't know. You remember the show. We have been there a couple times and we like this little seafood spot called Nick's Laguna. And they happen to have this L01 and we saw it on the menu, and it was fourteen dollars a glass, and it, which like for not expensive, but not cheap at the a same kind time. Kind of a splurge.
0: For, well, yeah. for us, a splurge. Yeah, yeah
1: especially. Yeah, I mean, we we're on a nice trip, though we wanted to splurge a little bit, but yeah. Um. So we we're like, we got it. I wonder if I wonder if we can find this back mm-hmm. in Colorado. It's so good because it, it was, was delicious. It was really good. And we got back, and the first time we went to the liquor store after that, we searched for it, found it right away. $20 bottle. Yep. <laughs> it's still really good, though. I still, think, yeah. I think it is better in, like, a restaurant, especially mm-hmm. in a setting where you The atmosphere. Like, yeah, the atmosphere. It definitely helps. And, you know, that some people might be rolling their eyes, but I think it's just true. You, you guys know it. A beer with your boys is better at Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, A nice glass of wine is better at a steakhouse or a seafood restaurant.
0: Yeah, it's true. And yeah, like the food complements it well. Mm -hmm. There's appet We had appetizers and like really good bread, I remember, which always goes well with wine.
1: And what did you get? The...
0: Chapino. Yeah,
1: Chapino. Yeah. So Dipping bread in that,
0: having mm-hmm. some wine. Yeah, it was a good night. Yeah. And I agree. Still, still a really good wine, and it's one of our favorites here for sure. But mm-hmm. uh, we were definitely sold <laughs> on the atmosphere in that place, and like just we bought into thinking that it was a really nice glass of wine, yeah. and it's really
1: but uh, $20 it's even bottle. better. It's a it's a really good twenty dollar bottle of wine.
0: Yeah. Um, really quick, speaking of Nick's Laguna, I'm just going to pivot off that topic really quick. No um, way. Separate. This was a, another trip to Laguna Beach that we, we were on. We were at Nick's Laguna again.
1: We've only been there twice, people. We're not rich. Not, we're just, you know, we like Laguna. We like Laguna a lot.
0: Um, and so we. I don't know if we were drinking the Eloan or Eloana yeah. wine, but we were sitting there and witnessed our first... Sugar baby, sugar daddy, date.
1: It was this sugar daddy. It, it was, was the a fucking sight.
0: Asshole. The sugar daddy was, and I think the baby was too. He was a little asshole. He was
1: quiet. He I, was
0: quiet, but you could tell he was a real. So it was two men, um, and you could tell he was kind of stuck up.
1: What did the old guy say at one time? She, she came by. The waitress came by and asked if they wanted any, uh, anything to drink, and he said, "Do you have any red wine?" She said yes. We have blah blah blah. He said, "I'll do I'll do the red wine or something like <laughs> yes. that." He was such a dick, he and like not just that. because of that. He wasn't. He was a straight up a hole. His meal didn't come out in like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. So he was freaking out. He was being such a jerk. Yeah, and I felt bad for the for the kid because the age difference was also like this was like a twenty year old kid and twenty some like low young twenties, uh, like old enough to drink. But, like, this guy was in his 60s. I was
0: definitely, yeah.
1: Ugh, it was gross.
0: Yeah. I will say, though, I respected the kid because, remember, he ordered a second meal to go. Oh,
1: props to that kid. Yes, that was awesome. He was taking full advantage of Sugar Daddy. he and I think he ordered, like, a second glass of wine when the Sugar Daddy didn't. Yeah. He was like, if Mm -hmm. I'm going to be here, I'm going to drink, and if... I'm going to be here. I'm going to get my money to because this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like
0: you said at the beginning of the pod, lean in. Lean into that awkwardness. Yes. Lean into oh, that sugar daddy. My God. Yeah. Good for that guy. Yeah.
1: For real. Well, and, so, and not, but
0: ugh. Yeah. But, you know, he's doing what he wants. So Yeah. Um, hopefully doing what he wants. Yeah. So. I, I don't
1: think it was like
0: a. It didn't seem forced. No. <laughs> they came separately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think they came on their own volition. I think this kid volition. knew what he was getting into. Yeah. <laughs> a delicious dinner.
1: Yeah. Well, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. So later on we'll be trying our Milano cookies with a little bit of Pinot Noir. Um little
1: spoiler alert, we don't usually do that.
0: No, typically we don't. Sometimes we'll drink alcohol on the side, but we don't like pair them together to yes. hopefully enhance the flavors of one or the other.
1: Another spoiler alert because I know it's going I know the blogs are going to be going crazy after this episode. <laughs> Yes, we are drinking.
0: <laughs> yeah. We
1: already have started on our Pinot.
0: Yeah. We're letting it breathe. Yes,
1: yes. We decanted it, and we're having our first glass as we speak. Yeah.
0: Thought it would loosen me up a little bit for that intro. Yeah. Hopefully, you all can tell. So, fun facts on the Milano cookies. We yes. already found out that it was originally the Naples cookie.
1: Yes.
0: Transformed into the Milano. hmm And that um, Margaret kind of created it, inspired from her trip to... Europe. are Yep. Um, but it's also, this is surprising to me, the fourth, fourth best-selling cookie in the United States.
1: Well, we figured out the first the, is Oreo. Uh-huh. Second, we don't know. Where I did think, you find it?
0: I think, so, okay, my sources aren't up to date, so things could have changed. This article I read was from 2017. Okay. Just three years old. <laughs> Nothing too bad. It said, this is the order. So this is top four for you. Uh-huh. Oreo number 1. Mm-hmm. Chips Ahoy number 2. Oh wow.
1: So we take back what we said in the Chips Ahoy episode. We said it was 3.
0: Yes. Yes. So maybe I read a different article in 2018, yeah. maybe it was 3. I don't know. Wow. But clearly we've got the top it's a 4 competitive business. It's competitive and maybe I think classic Oreo holds down that number 1 spot and yeah. they have for a long time, but maybe there's a little shuffling that happens in like the other remaining like four spots in the probably. top 5 cookies. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So we've got Oreo, Chips Ahoy coming in at number two, Double Stuff Oreo at number three.
1: Oh, that's a cheat.
0: It is. It is. But I guess it's technically a different type of cookie. And then number four, our beloved Milano. Wow. And And just the the milk chocolate classic flavor. Who is
1: Pepperidge Farm owned by? Do we know?
0: I think it might be a standalone... Okay. That's the company. I okay. don't think they well, have a parent that's
1: company. That's great for them. I could be
0: wrong. I'm gonna look at the package I here. I was t- just maybe. wondering
1: if Nabisco had the top four. They have the top three.
0: They yeah, that's pretty impressive. Looks I don't like they're see. Stand-alone. Yeah, I don't see any other uh, claims. Claims to a different company. Um, I do think this is cute. So going back to, I haven't looked at the package yet, but I'm looking at this now. And so, remember, we were talking about Margaret started cooking with better ingredients for her son with allergies. And so, this says, baked with no artificial preservatives. Just one more reason why they're so good. Nice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, there you have it. So, they've kept themselves to high standards. So, yeah, fourth best-selling cookie in the U.S. Again, that surprises me because these are really good, but I also feel like they're kind of a specialty cookie.
1: I do, too. Yeah. I'll get into that later.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I won't go further on that. Yeah. Um, one of the fun facts, <laughs> I guess it's not so much a fact if I came up with it myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's the
0: opposite of a fact. Yeah. <laughs> and when we opened the, the package, I realized that I was wrong. But I wrote, <laughs> I wrote that it's so fun that they're portion-sized in individual paper cups. Like, you know, it comes in that little wrapper. Mm -hmm. That's not a portion size. No,
1: there's the portion size is three cookies, and in each little paper wrapper, there's five.
0: Five, yeah. (laughs) So it's almost two portions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So scratch that fact. That was just Claire trying to stretch the material. (laughs) Great try. Thank you. Um, And then last fun fact for you. um, Are you familiar with Alyssa Milano? Yes. Yeah, from um, Who's the Boss and Melrose Place? Yep. Okay, well Not she... Not from
1: either of those, just from her being a celebrity, yeah.
0: Oh, okay. I, yeah, I knew the name. I had to look up where I knew her from.
1: Yeah, I think she was in Scream, too.
0: Oh, yep, yep, yeah. I saw that, okay. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That And might... I was like, I don't know if she wants to be, like, recognized for that movie. Oh, yeah, it was Maybe a big she... movie. It was, it, was, but... it was.
1: probably her most successful thing she's done, <laughs> Though those other two were pretty... Yeah. Big at, the, in the, ...at
0: the time, too, so. They were. So, uh, she has nothing to do with Milano Cookies, <laughs> She just has the same last name.
1: Wow, that's a great fact.
0: That's my fun fact. (laughs) I love it. And I do think it would be great if we could bring back in Katie's cakes from the dress decorating uh, in the news. I would like if she did uh, Alyssa Milano on a Milano.
1: Wow. (laughs) Now that would be great. Right? I want to bring Alyssa Milano onto the pod.
0: To review another Milano flavor. Yes, that's a great idea. Because
1: we will be doing other flavors at some point. Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh, they have a lot of flavors. Mm-hmm. None were that like crazy and extraordinary, so I right. didn't talk about. I'm not going to talk about that on this podcast. Right. But there are many other flavors out there that will get reviewed in the coming episodes. Yay. Yeah. So okay, let's talk about some cookie hacks. Um. So I was seeing there's not a ton of like hack hacks on like. How do you eat this differently? Or that kind of thing? Hmm. But um people have really taken to decorating these things. Which I could
1: see why. It's kind, kind of quite like a, a flat of, surface. Yeah, there's it's flat. There's quite a bit of surface area. They do have a little nipple <laughs> on each side of them, which you'll see on the on the package. Yeah. Um, but other than that, they're flat.
0: <laughs> I would call it a beak more than a nipple, but it's cool. a nipple. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's like where the um, dough got pumped yeah, out. It's probably. like
1: Mark Wahlberg's third nipple, where it's like clearly not a nipple a full nipple, nipple, but like it's, a little, it's a little I didn't know Mark Wahlberg had nipple. a third nipple. I'm pretty sure he has a third Uh-oh. nipple. Uh-oh.
0: We're spreading rumors on this podcast. No, it's just con- it's just conjecture.
1: Oh. You can't sue me.
0: <laughs> well, he's probably flattered that we're comparing it to a Milano cookie, because yes. that's delicious.
1: <laughs> it is. And, <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. So, so yes, uh, lots of decorating going on with these cookies. So cookie hawks out there for all you moms who, and I know we have a lot listening to this podcast, tons,
1: so many, I can think of one one for sure. (laughs) You know who you are.
0: Yeah. Um, but so you can, so you're, if you're looking for like a fun seasonal creative treat for your kids, but you're like. Oh my God, I don't want to like bake cupcakes and then like decorate them extensively after I've waited for them to cool and then have to figure out how to transport them to my kid's school. If you don't want to go through all that hassle, there's some really great decorating ideas to do to the Milano cookies. I just have a few suggestions for you. Um, For Halloween, you could turn these into little ghosties or tombs, like a graveyard tomb. Um... Or for Thanksgiving, turkeys. I saw, so like you take little um, candy. Gobble, gobble. <laughs> I'm going to gobble these right up. Yeah. You take little candy corns and line the edge of the cookie so it's like the turkey's feathers. A good idea. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was smart. Reindeer for Christmas. So you take, Matt's trying to get up right now and I don't know what he's doing. What's happening? Oh, a sandal fell off.
1: No, I'm trying to... Because we're recording, I'm trying to slowly take off my sandals so it doesn't flap on the ground. Right,
0: you didn't want to distract from the podcast, and then here we go. Distracting anyway. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Focus. Focus. Uh, Reindeer for Christmas. So you take um, little mini pretzels and attach them as ears, and then you would take like a little red, like maybe. um... Oh God, what are you? Red hot? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. For the nose of the reindeer. Yeah. Yeah, and decorate them that way. And then last but not least, little bunnies for Easter. Not least. Not least, no. (laughs) It's just all seasonal holiday treats, and they're cute and tasty. I like it. And then um, for the husbands and possibly fathers out there, um, here's a fun hack for you. If you just want to take like a skewer or a straw, dip it in a little melted chocolate, and then stick it to the back of the cookie, you can create yourself a cookie bouquet.
1: Wow.
0: Yep. Yep. Like 12 stem roses,
1: to all, 12 stem cookies. Oh, so you're saying to give to your wife.
0: Yes, yes. Okay, <laughs> not so for we yourself. we don't get anything out of this? If your wife wants to share a cookie with you from her bouquet, maybe you might. But I think your wife's going to be a little bit pissed if you forgot about Valentine's Day, anniversary, birthday, whatever it is, and just ripped open the bag of Milanos from the cabinet and shoved skewers on them. Yeah. So she might not want to share with you.
1: Yeah, but at the same time, I I gotta say, especially, especially, right, things are, things are going bad right now. Mm Mm-hmm. For everybody. Not individually, maybe, but, like, for the world. Overall. If there's, if there's ever a time to forget an anniversary or a birthday, (laughs) it's now. All the days are, are the same nowadays. This is my, this is my husband corner.
0: Uh, I'm not a husband quite yet,
1: but, and I won't forget our anniversary because I'm- You're good good
0: with dates, dates, Yeah.
1: But shout out to all my guys who forget anniversaries (laughs) and birthdays. Let 2020 be the year that you're forgiven.
0: I'm going to counter that argument. Really? And say that people are stuck at home. Most of the world is slow right now. We're not doing a whole lot. So you have no excuse.
1: I will say that. But to order
0: presents online and think about your upcoming anniversary.
1: Here's also a tough thing, fellas. (laughs) You have to remember early this year. Because stuff is not getting here as quickly Mm. as it used to. Mm. You have to remember early. Do yourselves a favor now. Set an alarm in your phone for a month before each event.
0: Yeah, and then your wife or girlfriend is not suspecting of this package that you got in the mail. She's not going to be like, ooh, what came in the mail from Estee Lauder?
1: Right, and you just be like, shove it, leave me alone. (laughs) Um, I'm putting this under the bed.
0: Yeah, and don't, don't you dare it. look at it.
1: It's my Estee Lauder.
0: <laughs> my night cream.
1: Sorry, I just had to go on a little bit of a husband corner there. <laughs> Shout out to all my fellas.
0: All your fellas. I'm sure all your fellas are going to agree with you on that. And
1: listen, cookies are universal, but I have a feeling not a lot of my fellas are listening to this podcast right now. <sighs> That's I why know. I have another podcast. To be
0: yeah, you have a sports podcast. I do. I did feel a little bit bad when we talked about um, cookie decor. No, <laughs> we've yet to talk about that on this podcast. No weird. Uh, no, when we talked about cookie decorating, because I was like, I can tell we're losing interest from our male listeners. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. How could you tell?
0: <laughs> oh, your face. Was it me?
1: <laughs> Was it me pouring a lot more wine?
0: <laughs> yeah. Matt finished his glass and took the liberty of pouring himself a second glass before we've even gotten to the cookie tasting portion. I don't care. Wow. <laughs> that was a
1: joke for all of Okay, you. Yeah.
0: I'll move on. All right, back me up here. Yes, it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> so what could this cookie be used for? I know you love this question. It's this... your favorite part of the podcast.
1: Yeah, it, it's not a tire.
0: Can't be a tire.
1: No, <gasps> I would open it up put a little hot dog in there. Oh. They look like hot dog buns. And I would just do it. Don't overthink chocolate it. Chocolate hot dog. Chocolate hot dog. Um That's what I would use it for.
0: <laughs> okay, it does look like a little chocolate hot dog or a yeah. little a little hot dog bun, I'll yep. say. Yep. So, and who knows, maybe you would discover like a delicious sweet, savory, delectable treat. People love um chocolate-covered bacon. So, they who's do. to say they that chocolate-covered hot dogs are not they probably
1: thing. would be very good. Yeah, they could yeah. be. Just What's a your idea?
0: little hint of chocolate. So I actually have two ideas. Mm-hmm. One, uh, I'm going to bore our male audience again. This is my idea. It might be out there on the internet, but I didn't see it, and I think it's a good idea. Do you know what tiramisu is? Yes. Okay. Ooh, that's a good idea. Right? Yeah. So instead of using lady fingers in the... I feel like I'm... Crust, basically. In the crust, yeah. Yeah. Um, and soaking those in coffee i would just say soak these in coffee
1: mm, a little foreshadowing
0: maybe too. maybe to our taste testing mm. um, so yeah i would say create a like extra indulgent tiramisu mm-hmm. with these cookies and I then like that. and then i think my even better idea of how could these cookies be used let's say let's say yeah. that i mass watching the tv again it's golf again. I'm still Who's shocked I'm by still this? Listening. Not I. But I want your honest reaction. Okay. Okay. So, just as the husband forgets the anniversary and scrambles to put together a bouquet of cookies, women can also forget. Yeah. And, ladies, if it's a big one and you're ex- the husband is expecting a lot from you for, like, let's say, a 10 year anniversary. Here's what you do. You forget. It happens. We're busy women. I get it.
1: Oh, so you're willing to forgive the women. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) I'm just playing devil's advocate. It happens. I get it. So here's how you spring it on him. Go online really quick. Buy two tickets to Italy. Round trip. Put a single Milano cookie in a box or wrap it up. And it's a fun way to say, "Hey, we're going to Italy."
1: That's really good. Yeah, And I will say, it's Get romantic.:
0: it? It's so romantic.:
1: And what I've always I like romance.
0: You what are. I've always yeah.
1: disliked about romance, mm-hmm. about the uh, men. Are, men aren't romantic. Why isn't he romantic? I would argue men are the romantic ones, and women are not, in most cases, not in every case. But men are the ones always expected to do the romantic thing. That's true.
0: There's not really expectations put on women to be romantic. Right. Right. And
1: I know there's a lot of other, in every individual relationship, there's expectations. Yeah, they're different. Yeah, so like it's obviously not for every relationship. I think both of us do a good job of surprising each other. Mm -hmm. But I've always thought that like when I'm watching like TV and stuff about all these, and I know it's TV. (sighs) Never mind.
0: We're tackling some big topics on today's pod. I know. Yeah.
1: Well, um, a glass of wine in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he is feeling loose. Yeah. Loose-lipped. Uh, all right. Well, so that's, that's what I have as far as my research goes. Love it. Let's go into um, first impressions. Okay. What do you think about this packaging?
1: Do we not have story time?
0: Oh, do you have a... Per- I didn't have a... I, that was so rude of me. I should have asked if you had a personal story. No, it's fine.
1: I, I The personal story is... It's not even that personal. Earlier, you had said that this kind of looks like an exclusive cookie.
0: Yeah, it looks high-end.
1: Yeah, and that's... So it's not necessarily a personal story from childhood or anything. But I remember my whole life like thinking that Pepperidge Farm... Was like the expensive uh, cookie, and we never had them when we were kids. I think the first time I had a Pepperidge Farm cookie was probably five years ago, really, or like six or seven. You know, like
0: in the recent thirty two. So yeah. like
1: I was pretty old when I tried them for the uh, first time. They're not expensive at all. No, it's they like a regular like, pack of cookies. Even though, and then we now we can go into the what's our first impressions. Yeah, I love the packaging. I think it looks high end, even uh-huh. though if you're really just like touching it and like looking at it, actually, it's pretty. It's not cheap. It's well-made. Like, it's yeah. thick. It's not like you're going to puncture it easily no. or anything like that. But, like, I used to always think it was so high-end and inaccessible. Mm-hmm. And it's not expensive. And I really like the packaging. Um, those look like full-size cookies to me. Maybe they're they a do. little bit bigger.
0: But I yeah, think they're I really a little like elongated.
1: Them. I really like them.
0: I actually would have to agree with you there. Somehow, it over the years, it's given the impression that, like, this is a fancy cookie. Yeah.
1: Maybe because it's like has names like Milano, yeah, Brussels, European name, Brussels, and the Frankfurt. Yeah,
0: (laughs) that's the ones that come with a hot dog already in between them. Oh wow, I
1: didn't know that. I guess I was onto something. Yeah, you (laughs) were.
0: So, okay, yeah, I um, I guess I kind of had that impression as a kid, too. I We ate them occasionally. Yeah. Like, they definitely weren't, like, out of our means.
1: Right, because they're really not.
0: <laughs> they're not, yeah. My, my family was just aware these of it. I cost, that.
1: but they were not yeah, expensive. It was just,
0: I honestly think we got probably them on a, a, a two-for-five deal. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and we're saving that other package for a future podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Down the road. We're on a budget here. Yeah. We're not making money of this to podcast. Save for a house. <laughs> yeah, and a wedding. So I, I like the packaging. Um, I think. So I love. They go into that uh, being a fancy cookie on the on the side here. It says, "Savor a cookie artfully crafted."
1: Makes it sound like it's like artisan, that it's uh, so kind of made for you, not mass-produced. Yeah. But it is mass-produced. Like and... a
0: European French pastry chef made yes. these for us by yeah. hand. Yeah. And then rolled the little top of the package up for yeah.
1: us, too. The little nip, They pinched the little nipple on top
0: of themselves. <laughs> Every cookie. Wait, let me do a French accent. Okay. Every cookie gets a nipple pinch. That's
1: right. <laughs> you went to a male French accent.
0: Oh, that's the only <laughs> French accent I can do. Oui, oui. Oui, <laughs> oui. So, um, as far as the look of the cook, uh, I think they, they look good. They look like they're going to be um, like almost soft and pillowy.
1: Yeah, but like, they are dry to the touch. They
0: are dry, yeah. but I they, will say,
1: too, this is the first cookie... Episode five, first cookie that I'm not gonna shove this whole thing into my mouth. It's big. So this is a two biter. hmm Which mm-hmm. is good.
0: Yeah. I'd be happy about that. You get more for your cookie.
1: Oh, absolutely. And yeah. calorie wise, three cookies, 160 calories, not bad considering these are two biters.
0: Yeah. So it's like we're eating eight cookies tonight. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> We've got four on our sampling plate. Yes. Um, I think that it's a if you look at the, from the edge. Of the cookie. Yeah. I think it's a nice fine line of chocolate there. For sure.
1: Not much filling.
0: Not much filling, but somehow that flavor comes through. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. I, hope
0: so. I guess probably the wafer's pretty mild. But. Yeah. So, and just to give everyone a little description here, I wonder. Yes, here's the description of our cookie rich, dark chocolate and savory sea salt hidden between delicate cookies.
1: That's it looks they, accurate. It
0: looks accurate, <laughs> yeah. And they're really emphasizing that delicate. Yeah comment yeah so i think they look good i would i would eat them let's do it yeah so okay here are the four ways we'll be tasting our cookies tonight uh we do have to heat something up in the microwave so i'm gonna go ahead and give matt the go-ahead to do that while i sit here and go over um the four ways we're gonna be trying these tonight so not a whole lot of creativity going on here with like how we're gonna be eating them uh it's gonna be picking them up with our hands and biting into them with our teeth. So nothing fancy there. But we do have a lot of beverages to try them with. So first, we're going to be starting out just classic, plain, no beverage. Then, Sounds good. then we're going to go into milk, which do we have milk poured? Mm-hmm. Oh, woo, Matt did some good prep for this podcast. Um, so then we'll be dipping in milk. Then we'll be dipping in coffee. And last but not least, we'll be enjoying them alongside of our Pinot Noir.
1: Guess which one we're heating up?
0: (laughs) The wine! Yep. (laughs) I love hot Pinot Noir. Oh, who doesn't? No, it's the coffee. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and bite into my um, classic cookie here.
1: And I've taken my first bite already. I really like it. The cookies, the shortbread, I assume, again, cookies Mm kind of surrounding that dark chocolate and sea salt. They're airier than I thought mm mm-hmm. So they're not as dry as maybe they feel.
0: That was that probably... The nipple's
1: really nice. <laughs> uh, just kidding. You can't tell. <laughs> uh, but I really like the dark chocolate and the sea salt. I mean... Mm-hmm. That's a great combination.
0: I actually don't get a ton of sea salt flavor, which that's... I'm happy with.
1: Yeah, it's pretty subtle, mm-hmm. um, but...
0: Because I personally don't like it when there's a ton of salt. Like, sometimes you get assaulted something and it is overdone. For sure. It needs to be soft, subtle, just complimentary yeah. to the chocolate or caramel or ice mm-hmm. cream or whatever it is. Um, but I think good amount of salt. Mm-hmm. And I agree they're airy, which might be kind of why earlier I was commenting on like, they look like pillowy and fluffy. Mm-hmm. I
1: For forget, sure.
0: honestly, exactly what I said. But... Yeah, there's a lot of air in there, really whipped up.
1: I think that's going to be really great when we dunk it both in the coffee and the milk, Mm -hmm. too, that airiness. I think it's going to really soak up a lot of that Mm -hmm. that liquid. Mm -hmm. So, what's next?
0: What's next is dipped in milk. So, let's get out our icy cold glasses of milk.
1: Trusty milk here.
0: And this one, hopefully by now our listeners know, I like a real mushy cookie in my milk. This one, though... I think that it is so airy, like you were saying. It's going to do a lot of absorbing. You're not going to do it as long. No, I'm definitely not. Just like mm. quick few seconds. Ooh, you did it in two, too.
1: And no need.
0: No need. It gets the job done. Mmm.
1: That softens to like fresh baked wow. sugar cookie level. hmm Hmm. That's good.
0: Interesting. And then you kind of get, ooh, I tasted the salt much more in that one. Mm Mhm. but yeah so the the cookie wafers get pretty soft and spongy Mm -hmm. I would say and then um that chocolate layer stays intact that's good and you can really you feel that layer in there as you're eating it
1: it's really good yeah I I, like that I'm just gonna second everything Claire said (laughs) not much to it it gets really soft um, I can tell you after after really tasting it. I think the first time I was so stunned, I didn't try to taste it as much.
0: Mm. Um,
1: but yeah, the salt comes out a little more. The chocolate stays intact. That's just a great cookie. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm. I also think I'm picking up a hint of vanilla.
1: Yeah, from part- the from the wafer. Yeah.
0: Mhm. Yep. Not a vanilla wafer. Right. Not to be confused. I love those though. I do too. Um, this is a a soft vanilla mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: i'm still getting the salt it's great
0: yeah that was really good and bless. i just i'm gonna warn listeners do not dunk it too long
1: yeah it'll you fall could have it. a
0: real mess on your hands yeah i, yeah. I assume
1: you would luckily yeah. none of us did you had the forethought of like this is airy mm-hmm. i'm not gonna dunk it as long as i normally do oh yeah heed that advice listeners
0: yeah i'm an experienced dunker yes i know what i'm doing So next up, we're going to be dunking again, but this time not into a glass of milk, instead into a cup of coffee. And
1: I hope it's hot enough. It certainly seems to be, but we will find out. Here I go. Okay. Even less amount of time because this is going to soak up fat.
0: So I will say, I think pairing a cookie with a coffee is also kind of like a fancy thing to do.
1: It's really good.
0: Yeah. I think when we've had like espresso out at nice restaurants at the end of the meal and stuff, they often give you like a very simple cookie to go yeah, with the coffee like
1: one of those bis- biscotti biscotti
0: yeah or like a little shortbread or something mm-hmm. and that's I just, really ooh, good it really goes quick soaking yes, up the it coffee goes fast oh no
1: she dropped it hurry
0: i can't i'll just eat this half okay okay oh it melts the chocolate look yeah, at that
1: dip, dip it a little more so you can okay. get it. okay
0: oh god it's Not gonna burn quick. my fingies okay no you're fine okay can i eat it
1: no no okay. no <laughs> mm. it's really good Wow! Uh, spoiler alert: We're oh definitely going to be having more of these cookies <laughs> after the episode
0: ends. Yeah! Holy shit!
1: Mm. Now we have. I'm Colum- really sad. Have, I lost
0: half of my cookies. We have in the Colombian cold. Supremo mm-hmm.
1: uh, coffee. Um, that's a pretty standard medium roast. So, I mean, just get your medium roast. Oh! Throw a pot on. Uh, yeah, it doesn't man, need to be fancy. That's good. That's I don't know really good. Say it. It's just chocolate coffee. Like it's it's the perfect. Little blend of chocolate and coffee. Yeah, you guys have all had it before. Yeah, except the cookie gets really obviously soft mm-hmm. quicker because it's hot. Um, yeah, it's that just, that's that was so good, good.
0: and that's it fun. hits. You get the coffee flavor and the chocolate flavor. You do. They really both well. stand alone. Like they stand out. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Overpowers the other. I know, and the
1: cookie kind of floats. It
0: does kind of. If I was real brave, I'd stick my fingers in there to grab it, but I don't think it's worth burning it's not myself. Not
1: scalding hot, but I wouldn't do it. Yeah, we have other cookies that you can have when we're done.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We're not far from being done.
0: No, let's. So, do it. oh my gosh, <laughs> if you're a coffee fa- fan,
1: yeah,
0: put that on your list. Do it. Like
1: right. That's delicious. Now,
0: that's really good. And mm, if you want to impress your guests, don't mm. just serve them coffee. Yeah, coffee and Milano's. So that is great. dark
1: chocolate and sea salt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I so think. how do
1: we do the wine? We don't dip it.
0: No, we're not dipping into a glass of wine. I guess you could if you really wanted to, but I think it's kind of like a, a sip and then a bite. Okay,
1: I'll do it. You, you, you talk a little bit while I do it, and then I'll pick it up.
0: Okay. <laughs> so like Matt, I was like, you don't dip a cookie in a glass of wine. No. But that also, seems unsophisticated.
1: We've been drinking wine this whole time, so I don't know.
0: Uh, you're right, but I don't know if we took a sip immediately before and then immediately after mm-hmm. taking a bite of the cookie. I think... Um, it's good, too. Yeah? Should we try Obviously, dipping the cookie? No. Okay.
1: <laughs> Obviously, it's a lot more like just regularly eating a cookie. Mm. And I don't think it's because we just took a drink versus not having just taken a drink. it. I think they do complement each other well, but it's not like this really noticeable thing, you know?
0: I agree. Um, I actually think that the chocolate in the cookie is probably not enough chocolate, mm-hmm. like, to pair appropriately with the wine. Right. Because I know a lot of people like to do, like, chocolate and wine pairings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But this, I just don't think the the chocolate is substantial. It's not it. enough. It's, there's a full yeah. cookie surrounding it, too. Mm-hmm. That's true. So, I, I forgot to read this earlier, though. Um, this is why the pear is supposed to work. Oh. The medium-bodied red and then the dark chocolate sea salt mm-hmm. Milano. I Let's think see.
1: it's perfect to wait until now to say
0: that. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, I pulled it, I pulled mm-hmm. it in at the right time. I was lucky. Um, so, it says, a touch of sea salt on chocolate enhances the sweetness, which I do believe is true. I can, I think I've experienced that. And so with that sweetness, a Pinot Noir is a delightful choice. Yes. So I think that Pinot Noirs aren't like an overly sweet red wine.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, And so they go nicely with some additional sweetness. Yes, they do. And then on top of that, many Pinot Noirs have cherry notes and the ripe cherry mimics the idea of a sweet dessert. Okay. So that's why it's supposed to work.
1: I like that. I think maybe actually after reading that, eating the cookie and then taking a drink might actually be oh. the way that it pairs really well. Well,
0: then I need to do that. Well here we go. Okay.
1: No, the other way around.
0: Well I'm gonna I'm gonna do a sip of wine, quick bite, then another sip of wine. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot of wine in here.
1: Now this is big. Gulp. Crunch.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: hmm
0: okay
1: <laughs> i mean whatever i'm i'm not okay. that when it comes to like pairing things yeah i, I totally get like white wine with like fish and uh, mm-hmm. you know red wines with italian meat. food so that makes sense uh but i'm not like a pairing this subtle i'm not gonna be like crazy about I it. i
0: totally agree yeah. yeah it's it's too subtle that's yeah. exactly what it is yep. yeah i agree so that's tasting for you all. we
1: got to rate these suckers.
0: Let's Yeah, let's get into that final review. Um, you so, go first this time. Okay, I will. Oh. We're going on chips, right? Out of five yes, chips? Yeah, yes. that's our new scale. Yep. So, first of all, I want to say that um, the goal of whatever her face was who went to Europe, what was her name? Margaret. Margaret going to Europe to find a delicate flavor and texture. I definitely think she accomplished that. She
1: did, yeah.
0: Super delicate and a delicate flavor, too, which is kind of why it doesn't work with the wine pairing. For sure. Yeah. So she definitely um, hit hit those notes. Um, and I think overall, it's a good cookie. Um, as far as chocolate chips go on our rating scale, mm-hmm. I think I'd give it a three, which is middle of the road. Um, and the reason for that, you're <laughs> You're surprised. All right, keep going. Um, so let me tell you. The reason of that is because I think the cookie by itself is a little bit dry to me. And it's a big cookie, so you got you get a lot of wafer with the cookie. And as I'm eating it, I think it's kind of like a little bit cakey in my mouth, a little dry. But when I dipped it in that coffee, holy shit. Yeah. I would say four four and a half yeah with the coffee dip. so do
1: you average that out or do you or do you grade it on a scale that, that kind of weighs heavier on the dip
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna grade it on the scale that weighs heavier on the dip because yeah. i think we often dip cookies yes i drink coffee almost daily yes and i'll just tell this guy the milano cookie bring coffee when you come to the cult meetings yeah. That's all I have to say. Bring coffee. Yeah, I
1: like that. Um, so you're going what for your final score? Four? I'll go four. Four, okay. I'm gonna just get this out of the way. This is a five cookie. Whoa! <laughs> and a lot of it has to do with the dip as well. But I really like the plain cookie. I like the cakiness that you describe. I think mm. that's a good way of describing it. Um. Yeah, the cookie's good. It's better than an Oreo. Oreo has a... Whoa! Or, hey, Oreo has a bigger... Name a bigger following, mm-hmm. but like I think it also suffers from a little bit of the dryness, and this soaks up. It does soak better. A lot better. I'm giving it a five. Wow. Averages four and a half. St- uh, chocolate chips. Welcome Milano dark chocolate sea salt from bridge Farm into the cookie cult. The
0: cookie cult. You are now an official member.
1: Wow. Just Our bring the coffee. One. Second, second one. one. Second That's a forty percent hit rate.
0: Wow, we're doing good. Yeah. That might go down because we've started with some of the biggest names in cookies. Unknowingly,
1: but also, you know, what do you expect when you're thinking of cookies? You're probably, everybody knows the same ones. So yeah. it kind of makes sense that we started. There. Yeah,
0: your best yeah. known one. There's also
1: but. way better cookies out there. So maybe sure. maybe it's a bad thing that we already put. Oh, two I in want this cult.
0: this cult is going to grow in numbers, yeah. and I am fine with that. Yeah. I want the biggest. Because we're also going to try to cult. do
1: like fresh cookies too. Mm-hmm. Um, bakeries, I'm, bakeries, Subway. I'm yeah. freaking looking Starbucks, forward to Panera. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So there's a lot out there, a lot yeah. to still be reviewed, and a lot of cult offerings to still be made. Yeah. So join us next time on uh, the Cookie Cult with your hosts Claire and Matt.
1: Thanks for joining us. Adios. Arrivederci.